Hello, and welcome to this special Christmas Eve edition of Tenth Man, episode six. It may be Christmas for you by the time you're listening to this. In that case, Merry Christmas. For those of you keeping track, I did have a couple of what I build as bonus episodes, so this is technically the sixth official episode of Tenth Man. And today, I wanted to bring it back a little bit closer to home again and just talk a little bit about what it is about spoken word and radio that really interests me, why I have that desire to get involved in it, and uh, hopefully just uh, let you know a little bit more about myself in the process. Where I really found myself becoming passionate in was actually in talk radio. I enjoy the directness of it. The line between the message and the receiver is so simple and clear and direct. It's really just a one-sided conversation. I started getting interested in talk radio in high school. I stumbled one night on this show called Loveline with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Some of you who are in my demographic may remember this show. And uh, I just loved it. I love the format. Uh, people would call in about all kinds of personal problems. You know, it was billed as it was Love Line, uh, and some of the questions were on dating and things like that. But there was also just all kinds of personal, medical, mental health issues, things like that. Doctor Drew, he was the board certified physician. He would give the medical straight man professional advice. And then you had Adam, the blue-collar comedian. He would give the real-world, street-smart, tell-it-like-it-is perspective. And I just loved it. I really enjoyed it, how they would respond to the the questions, and they kind of played off of each other. Adam was hilarious, and Dr. Drew just stayed in character, but they had a good back-and-forth dialogue. And then they also would have interactions with celebrity guests that they would have on the show from time to time. And I just really enjoyed it. It really kind of piqued my interest. And it was also nice that I could just put the radio on as I was going to sleep. So it's just me and the radio, quiet. Really enjoyed the format. And the great thing about talk radio in particular for me was it was very, very easy to emulate. So during during these years in high school, I would take a cassette recorder. Do you remember Talk Boys, by the way? I didn't use a talk boy this was the recorder that kevin McAllister uses in home alone 2 but they actually made it into a toy it's just random uh, random thought there but uh, i did actually have one of those it's pretty cool kind of kind of shows the difference in technology from then and now since you can do all kinds of crazy things with a cell phone i took a cassette recorder and I hit record, and I would record a talk show, my own talk show, and I would play three characters, typically. I would play two co-hosts and then the person calling in, and I would just do different voices for each person, and it was great. It was just kind of like improv and theater, which, again, that was also something that I enjoyed. I was involved in plays in high school. Just really a performer at heart, I would just 
create this dialogue. I would ask these random, ridiculous questions, and then we would play off of each other doing these different voices. Coming from a theater background, and I was the kid who would dress up as Superman at home, and I would act out rescue missions with the toys. So I think at its core, I just loved telling stories. I loved presenting and performing. And so I always did have this strong interest and affinity with radio. And plus, there was always this air of mystery with radio talk shows, with not being able to see them. And that also really forces you to hone in on your listening skills, which is, of course, a great thing to work on. It's something that we all can always improve at. As I got older in my college years, my interest in politics really started to pick up. Now, this was during the early 2000s. This was the post-9-11 era. This was during the time when we had the Bush administration trying to make this connection between al-Qaeda and Osama bin Laden with Iraq, Saddam Hussein. We had them telling us, telling us the story of uh, there being weapons of mass destructions, and we all know that story. So anybody that knew me during that period of time probably knew that I was prone to going on my little rants every now and again on my feelings about Bush and the war and things of that nature. And also during this time, political talk radio was heavily dominated by the right. But from about the 2004, 2003, 2004, around the time that Bush was getting reelected, liberal talk radio started picking up there was actually uh, it's now green 960 in san francisco where i where i was living and went to school sf state green 960 came about and it was actually at the time was air america radio and al franken if you're familiar with him he's the well now unfortunately uh, a disgraced senator uh, who had some some issues uh, some sexual assault allegations and but he was a Democratic senator from Minnesota. He came up and helped start up Air America Radio and hosted the O'Franken Factor, which was kind of making fun of the O'Reilly Factor, who he had, if you ever read any of his books, he, he talks about Bill O'Reilly a lot. But anyway, I listened to the O'Franken Factor on 960. I also started listening to KGO 810, and they had uh, Ray Taiaferro, who was just great. Really enjoyed listening to him. He was a late night host and also very strong in his critiques of uh, George W. Bush. His call-ins were great because he didn't hold anything back if they disagreed with him. And no co-host, so it was just him and the audience. And then we had Bernie Ward, who was also a great talk show host on KGO 810. Unfortunately, in 2007, he got busted for child pornography on his computers, and he served, I think, five years, six years in, in federal prison, was, of course, dismissed from his job at KGO. So not, uh, not a good story for him. But these were some of the people that I started listening to during that time, and also, I did listen to Sean Hannity. I would listen to Bill O'Reilly. I would listen to even uh, even Rush Limbaugh from time to time. Um, and again, these programs really helped 
mold my own interest in pursuing something along those lines for myself. So as I said, I was living in San Francisco at the time, going to SF State, majored in radio and television. So after I finished my degree, I started working at a couple stations in the Bay doing, and I had mentioned this in an earlier episode, just doing a little bit of everything, really. Promotions, working the front desk, writing commercial copy, selling airtime. And that's where I really started to learn about the business from kind of the ground floor, never on the air, but at least kind of getting an idea of how it works. So life kind of happened and got married, ended up moving back to Sacramento and kind of worked on a family, had kids and the the whole radio thing just kind of got set aside for a little while. I for a little while got involved in teaching. And then of course I'm also doing the Coast Guard thing, uh, Coast Guard Reserves. So I still had that commitment going on. And as time went by, I just kind of fell away from radio to the point where in the last few years, it just wasn't really a career outlook for me anymore. Now, as I had touched upon this a few episodes back, what helped get me to getting back into radio now was having to come to the realization that there was no reason why I couldn't get back into it. I was basically creating a barrier for myself. And this was, again, a, a, the biases and barriers episode. We, we talked about this a little bit. Now, the big challenge in the past with talk radio and me wanting to at least emulate it to a certain extent is that there's not that sort of easy access You have to either own a radio station or be able to pay money or know somebody or obviously have some kind of connection that can get you in to have your own show. But without that, it was just me recording myself on tape and listening to it myself, which was fun, but not really getting me anywhere. The great thing about the day and age that we live in today with our technology is our access is just incredible. It's not just the podcasting, the ability to do what I'm doing right now, but it's Instagram and Twitter and YouTube, even Uber. You know, Uber's a great example of it just opened up opportunities for people who, you know, may have been trying to figure out what they wanted to do or having trouble making enough money with their main job. It gives them some supplemental income. But all these things just create access that we just didn't have 20 years ago. And access creates opportunity. And so it's great. I I really feel so blessed right now. I'm living my dream in the sense that I am producing, creating something that is going out to effectively out on the air. I don't know how many people actually are listening to it. Uh, I know it's not anywhere near how much uh, O'Franken Factor or Ray Taiaferro is not as many listeners as they had, but it's just the opportunity, the fact that you're able to get 
that message out there. And I just think it's great. And so now I've really got the best of both worlds with just having this job that I started up here at uh, KHTK up here, here in Sacramento. And at the same time, having my podcast. So I have the opportunity to get back involved in radio, learning the fundamentals again, but at the same time having my own outlet for my own show and it's no pressure. I'm not beholden to anybody. I'm not getting paid. I don't have a boss. I I don't have any kind of expectations f- for listenership. So it's really just an opportunity to, to to just grow and find my voice and hopefully at the same time improve my radio skills both in my job and here and just see where this thing goes. But I really appreciate you again listening to me telling my story. I did find that my episode on my journey with depression got a lot of a lot of positive feedback and just an overall much higher listenership than any of my other episodes and I really found that interesting so I am again experimenting a little bit with opening up about my own story and seeing if that's something that interests people Thank you once again for listening. I really appreciate it. I hope that you have a Merry Christmas, or if you are in the middle of celebrating Hanukkah, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Festivus, Happy New Year's, and all of the above. Please, if you like what you're hearing, leave me a comment or a voice message. I will be talking with you again very soon. Thank you again, and remember... Don't be afraid to question the consensus.